Blog Talk Radio. Lucid's Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations, and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, What is Life? Part 2. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey. Alice Bailey is the founder of the Lucis Trust, and Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. The following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. Life is one and naught can ever take or touch that life. Now, such an important topic, but before we uh, get into that topic, I think that um, we better recap part one, because uh, it was also um, a topic with depth, and uh, I think we better bring people up to date. Uh, who would like to start us off? Sarah, would you like to start recapping for about part one of the show, oh, What is Life? Right. Yes, um, the topic that we're dealing with in this program, What is Life, is actually the theme of the um, current World Goodwill newsletter. Maybe I should say just briefly that World Goodwill was founded by Alice and Foster Bailey in the 1930s and has been in existence ever since to promote the energy of goodwill to condition human affairs and um, help to bring about solutions to human problems. The belief is that there can be no lasting solution to the problems we face as a, as a species without goodwill. And if you look at how we go about trying to find solutions to uh, difficulties on the interpersonal level, the family level, the national level, the international level, you would see that without real goodwill, there's never any solution that can be brought about that lasts. You can only tack on a kind of an artificial um, ceasefire. The energy of goodwill is what makes people able psychologically, spiritually, able to change, able to reconcile, able to forgive, able to see new and creative solutions to problems that had seemed so intransigent. And the quarterly newsletter that we publish always deals with some issue of uh, human concern and um, 
sometimes a crisis point in human affairs. The particular issue of this uh, newsletter in print now, What is Life, deals with matters of life and death, with questions of when life begins, with questions of how life should end. And uh, there are so many um, new, uh, I can't say new developments, new points of view and new theories arising as to what life is. I suppose because medical technology has the ability to prolong life far beyond what used to be a normal lifespan and also to sustain life in very premature or um, uh, challenged babies who otherwise in other times would have died. So the question of what is life becomes more and more something that lies in man's hands. Right, it's it's a very important question, I think, to be discussed today because um, there isn't enough really understanding about it. And uh, uh, as you say, the I think we have this limited understanding that is pretty much um, oriented towards the form. So we, the the objective seems to be to keep the physical body uh, going and alive at all cost or in the case of an infant, to uh, uh, keep this physical, little tiny physical body uh, alive, even though it might be uh, uh, not the right thing for it. But um, so, so the question of what is life is really at the basis for many of the issues that we are facing with today. And uh, so I think the more that we can deepen our understanding of this question, the, the better we can approach these issues with um, a little more intelligence. And with goodwill. Yes. If you look at some of the behavior and um, disagreements of people who stand on uh, opposing sides on issues of, for example, abortion, um, uh, the right to death, and so on, it's uh, often a case of no goodwill at all. The one side believes they're absolutely and completely right, and anybody who disagrees with them is completely wrong. And this this sets up an automatic um, opposition and uh, uh, a fiery uh, approach to finding uh, answers to questions that really are beyond all of us. I don't think it's wise for anyone or any group or any religious or spiritual um, system of thought to believe they have the whole answer because these are not in a sense answerable questions in our present state of consciousness we can only try to understand and we are trying to understand too from the perspective of what we refer to as the ageless wisdom and those are wisdom teachings that have been um, given out for thousands and thousands of years and uh, <clears throat> they have now been some of them at least a small portion of them have been printed out in the books of Alice Bailey and many other authors like Blavatsky and her Secret Doctrine and so forth and um, so I think it, it's good to kind of uh, inject the ideas presented in these teachings into the public uh, consciousness for discussion. doesn't mean that uh, this is the final answer to everything or these questions, but 
at least they do, I think, advance the uh, discussion a little deeper. You mentioned Blavatsky, the um, theosophical writer and teacher. She had an interesting definition of life. She said, life we look upon as the one form of existence, manifesting in what we call matter, or what incorrectly separating them we name spirit, soul, and matter. Matter is the vehicle of manifestation for soul on this plane of existence, and soul is the vehicle on a higher plane for the manifestation of spirit, and these three are a trinity synthesized by life, which pervades them all. So, with that in mind, life can or cannot express itself through a form, but so often, as you mentioned, from the human standpoint, it seems that life exists only in the form. And with the passing of that form, life ends. And on that hinges all of our sorrow, our grief, our despair, our sense of loss. Right, because our orientation, our focus of consciousness is very much at the material level. It's on the physical body. This is what we identify this person uh, which just passed on. Uh, This is how we identify them, you know, in their physical presence, in their emotions, in their feelings, and the things they've done and said uh, pretty much at the physical level. So when that disappears, uh, the um, belief is, or what it appears to be, that life ends. But um, it only ends for that particular physical appearance. And... uh, the uh, soul that was ensouling that physical body has gone on to uh, <clears throat> uh, return to its source and uh, planning the next uh, life. And so um, the life doesn't really end. As it says in the opening statement that life is one and nothing can ever take or touch that life. And uh, that's... Uh, That's a pretty, um, well, a deep thought to kind of think about and ponder on for uh, all the the depth that is implied there. At this time of year, autumn, we see nature enacting the whole process that you've just um, touched on of life in form followed by a withdrawal from the form. And as we know, it will return and why we can't um, translate that same recognition to the passing of a human life, I don't know. Because all, all life that incarnates in form of any sort, in any kingdom, not only human, but animal, vegetable, mineral, will at some point cease to be able to express itself through that form. But that's not the end of that life. It's the end of that form, and there's a distant difference. And the um, cyclic nature of life that's demonstrated in nature is one that applies to every kingdom and every level of life. It doesn't mean that we don't grieve when someone that we love passes on, but it um, can be seen as a transition to another state of being rather than the end of that person. And I think in that we find some acceptance and some comfort. 
Yes, if we can that's if if we can identify more closely with that being, that soul that is has come into that life, has created that uh, particular individual life, um, then we can gain a better appreciation of the whole process. And uh, you see, as you say, it's only this life is this one. This is only one life for this particular soul has uh, created, and it goes on to create other lives. And uh, it's it's a long cycle, cycle after cycle after cycle. And so, for the soul, one one life is not particularly important or more important than any other. Uh, Some of them are, some of them are just uh, uh, building and and creating the the right situations or working off karma or whatever. But... uh, the um, I think the important thing as far as this program is concerned and this question of what is life is to try to realize that this life we're talking about is an essence that is all pervasive. It pervades the entire planet and everything upon the planet and it animates every form on the planet whether it's a human being or a an animal or a tree or a flower or even a mineral and even down to the tiniest atom there is animated by the one life and this one life comes to us by way of the great deity of this planet the one who created the planet in the first place and um, from the wisdom teachings we we are told that um, the life of the planet is one part of the life of the entire solar system and even beyond that. So, I mean, it continues on and on and on. It's this same uh, life energy that is animating everything. So, I mean, uh, I don't know, that's uh, taking it a little little deep perhaps, but uh, it gives me something to th- think about. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, What is Life? Part 2. Uh, as you might have guessed, we have a newsletter, and it's called World Goodwill, World Goodwill Newsletter. And um, uh, actually, uh, the, the current newsletter is really, um, I think Sarah and Dale did a good job of uh, giving you some insights as to what the essence of the current newsletter is all about. So you can see that the uh, newsletter World Good, the World Goodwill newsletter, it's um, uh, it's really as you read it for, as you get into it and you read several several newsletters, you see that it's uh, uh, I think it's really an attempt to bring people together through love, through com- compassion, through understanding, and and it's written very uh, much in depth and very philosophically. I think it'll really give you pause for thought as you. Uh, read the articles. It's certainly um, something that, as I read it, I stop and I meditate a while. I uh, absorb the paragraph and then I move on. Uh, but I, I really think that uh, those newsletters really can impact one and uh, change one's thinking and and really uh, uh, see the commonality in the entire human family. We have a special offer for you today if you'd like to get the, the World Goodwill newsletter for free. You can certainly do so today. It's uh, published quarterly, and it's published at no charge, uh, strictly by donation, donations. 
And if you'd like to, uh, you can be added to the World Goodwill Goodwill's mailing list. Uh, uh, if you'd like to do that, you have to give us a call on our toll-free number, which is 1-866-695-8247. Once again, it's 1-866-695-8247. And, and that's if you'd like to get the World Goodwill newsletter for free. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Uh, and also, those people who like to listen to the show once in a while, perhaps you might miss the show in the morning. And, and if you do, you can uh, all of our Intersight programs, they can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in, in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website, and also you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. Uh, and by the way, we mentioned the World Goodwill Newsletter. We also, as you're well aware, we have this radio show every week, and uh, we really survive and thrive and flourish through your donations. That's well, that's what enables us to continue doing these shows and also to continue giving you the World Goodwill Newsletter for free. So if you'd like to make a donation to so you can help us out, uh, send your donations to the check or money order to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. That's uh, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 100. Zero five. Um, I'm really very interested in what both of you are saying, which is also the subject of uh, the current new World Good World Goodwill newsletter. Uh, but you know, as I look around, I, I certainly see separateness. Uh, uh, I see different people. I see uh, different uh, entities who are alive in different forms, such as the plant kingdom, the animal uh, kingdom. Everybody, everything around us really implies uh, uh, separateness and. Uh, uh, how is it that uh, that it's one life then? If, how can we talk about one life when uh, when you see all this uh, separateness in front of us in the form of different life forms, and yet you say we're all one? Well, that's a question that I think religions and spiritual paths have been asking from the dawn of time. But one way of answering that might be that diversity pleases the Creator. Diversity, uh, the myriad diverse expressions of this one life are for the expression of a life that is so great and so all-encompassing that it needs that diverse manifestation to carry out this plan that the Creator holds in mind for our world. It wouldn't seem useful or appropriate for all levels of life, all well, there wouldn't be levels of life. There would only be a kind of a wholeness that would not work out in any kind of expression of uh, energy transference or what we call the chain of being through which uh, spiritual energy is stepped down and transmitted. Uh, each kingdom, each level of life has its field of service. And each sustains and sacrifices for the higher levels. 
the mineral kingdom supplies uh, nutrients for the vegetable and animal and human kingdoms. The vegetable kingdom supplies living uh, substance for the animal and human and so on. And in this way, the plan of God is fulfilled. But it's a, it's a profound question. Why so much diversity? Why are we not all the same? And actually, that lies behind a system of um, psychological um, reasoning called spiral dynamics that's going to be featured in our fall symposium. Every year, World Goodwill holds an annual symposium in the fall. And this year, on Saturday, November 18th, uh, we will be holding the World Goodwill Symposium in all three of our headquarters in Geneva, London, and, and New York. And the theme will be the creative power of disillusionment, which is kind of a surprising title, but with all of the crumbling of old ideals and assumptions and um, expectations about how the world should work and how relationships should function and so on and so forth there's a creative potential within this crumbling of old standards and old ideals and old thought forms and our guest speaker is going to be Dr. Don Beck who is one of the founders of a system of psychology called Spiral Dynamics which is based on the theories of a psychologist who taught in New York State a man named Claire Graves, who developed this way of interpreting human differences, differences in terms of consciousness. We're not all on the same level. We're not all living for the same standards or goals. And it behooves us to understand those differences so that we can find a way to communicate with people, groups, and nations who are operating on a different um um, set of values and expectations about life than we are. So people are in, warmly invited to come to this symposium. They can call us for the program or they can refer to our website www.lucistrust.org slash worldgoodwill and they'll see the program there. Back to the newsletter. What is life? Well, Where were we? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think where we left off was uh, you were answering my question. I had said that uh, uh, at least for the five senses, uh, all we can see and, and realize is, uh, is many, many different lives, and the idea of a one life is, uh, is very difficult to comprehend when you see all this diversity, but uh, I, I think your answer is that it's one life. It's uh, one life expressing itself in a... Uh, uh, in a multitude of ways, I guess comparable to some individual who's a real Renaissance man who mm -hmm. decides that he's going to be a scientist, he's going to be mm -hmm. a painter, he's going to be a sculptor, and I guess maybe it's a simple analogy, but that's mm -hmm. the way I comprehend it. Um, and I think it's a wonderful exercise for us to try to sense that one life behind these myriad forms. If you've ever gone to um, a forest or um, a park of... Um, an arboretum or a park where there are ancient trees and you stand under one of those wonderful old sequoias or redwoods or beech trees or whatever or the old London plane trees that you find in London and you sense the life emanating through these magnificent, magnificent, huge old trees. It's really awesome. 
And the same goes for going to the gem exhibit at the Museum of Natural History. If you look at those gems, and especially the display of diamonds and all their diversity, all the different colors and sizes, and you realize the amount of experience that the mineral carborundum or whatever it is has had to undergo to create the diamond, again, it's um, there's life there. There's the experience of life and literally the pressure of life that's made that diamond. Yes, it's all um, a matter of fire. Mm-hmm. And as far as the mineral kingdom is concerned, it's uh, made in the fire of the earth and uh, the uh, pressures of the earth. And it's, um, I read somewhere that diamonds actually come up through volcanic action. Mm. They're first formed way down in the hot lava beds of, you know, below the surface of the earth and then they're thrown up and uh, into the uh, atmosphere and eventually the, the, the more perfect diamonds are the ones that um, have made it up through the volcanic funnel uh, without being interrupted or undisturbed so um, yes, it's, it's fascinating how the the Varieties of life manifesting on Earth is uh, it's uh, kind of wonderful to see, and um, I'm just trying to think that all this diversity. It's I guess it's God's way of <clears throat> developing life in so many many forms, and it's all the way from the mineral kingdom up through up through and beyond the human stage because uh, beyond us there is there's still this perfection that is Much still, more. <laughs> that is still Much going more. on yeah. and uh, that's the uh, wonderful thing about life too there's this wonderful quotation from the bible saint paul said i die daily and i've often thought about that Krishnamurti, too, um, had a habit of reviewing the day and then putting it to combust, releasing the past, dying daily so that I can live freely and freshly in the new day. And that, I think, is the those great individuals' attempt to um, cooperate with the cyclic flow of life and death while living in the body in this particular incarnation. We drag along so much of the past with us. We're in a sense, dragging along dead matter. And when we release it at the end of each day through um, recognition of errors, mistakes, atonement, and then letting it go, we're fresh for the new day. We're, we're able to bring in new life. Maybe that's one way to appreciate life more. Yes, it's all part of the great learning experience that uh, the soul, the human soul, and the, the one soul goes through. The one life and, and the learning experience of uh, having to work through a, the, the, the great creation here. If you'd like to uh, get on a mailing list, uh, you're certainly welcome to do so. Uh, if you've listened to this show, uh, this show is really really exemplifies the type of material, the type of reading, literature that you'll find within the World Goodwill Newsletter. If you'd like a copy of that for free, in fact, you could get it uh, every uh, you could get it quarterly. You just uh, you could either give us a call at one eight six six 
695-8247. The easy way is one eight six six ny lucis Think of New York Lucis. Or you can write to the World Goodwill at 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And we can certainly send you an email copy. But uh, uh, at any rate, the bottom line is you're, you're welcome to a free copy and uh, being on the mailing list. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's li- let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Oh, what a great audience. Let's dim the lights for this next one. Nope, too much. Ah, there it is. Got to get things just right. Like Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay and we help you find coverage options that fit your budget. And now, the mood is right. Wait, the lights are back on again. Trudy, can you? And now it's completely dark. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z.